This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. This is the vibe. Jump into the music. This is for the fans. The vibe. Simply on the manager to think that someone went to a match there, watched their favourite team yesterday and never made it home. Whilst we spend a lot of time thinking, discussing opinions, formations and results, this week it's just a little bit different. Rest in peace, Mr Rowe, you'll be remembered. And our thoughts go out to your family and friends.
And when the night is cloudy, there is still a light that shines on me. Shine until tomorrow, let it be. Sound of music, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be, yeah, let it be, let it be, let it be, yeah, let it be. Oh, there will be an answer. Let it be. afternoon just after five o'clock you're listening to the red report live on the vibe and a bit of an international sort of taste to this afternoon no not because i'm here because chris is already looking and uh, we've got a, a guest all the way from scotland although you spend quite a bit of time down here don't you I do that, gary how are we doing i'm good mate thank you you yeah much, can remember much from yesterday uh, just a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> and of course also in the studio as always kyle that's I'm it. I'm all right. I've just swung my round. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. You were uh, you were up early this morning, weren't you? I was we're up at four o'clock. Oh, working more what two? Six while two, yeah. It was an easier shift given that late rescue. You know, oh yeah, point. oh it made it a lot easier, yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's a Wednesday fan in there. Oh well, see even better. <laughs> and of course, also in the studio. Good afternoon, Mr. Rijad. Good afternoon, Carlo. It's nice to see you present again. Your attendance is rising, which Listen, is good. Is, I'll be sending a reporter home to your beautiful <laughs> wife to tell you you've been a good boy. You've got the wrong one. You said beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, two in a row for me, but I'll miss next week because I'll be uh, on the beach of the Canaries, but more about that later on. Um, right, plenty to talk about, I suppose. Uh, mentioned it in the, uh, in the intro yesterday. Weird, isn't it? Um, I'll start with you, Gary. Uh, we rescue a point, but I think by that time, everybody in the stadium realised that something really, really horrible had, had happened in the uh, in the Ponte. Were you, were you in the in the Ponte? Yeah, end? I was. Yeah, horrible, isn't it? Because rightfully so. That's that's what we're now talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, it was. And then where I was, it, I never seen the initial incident. I just seen when the towels and stuff went up, and it's not. It wasn't very nice. You could clearly see that he was really, really struggling at that point. Horrible. Absolutely, absolutely uh, horrible. Um, before we go into the match itself, uh, let's go back to Sunday first, because um, as matches go, I think there's plenty to talk about with this one, Chris, isn't there? Yes. You, you just think we played Brentford at home. We way. did. No, we did. <laughs> it's all right. I was just... Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about from a negative point of view, I guess. Uh, kamikaze defending, possibly lazy defending. Uh, and obviously didn't really give us a chance. If you got to score four at home to win a game, it's, you're never going to win a game at home, are you? Probably. On this form, we are, we are probably not. Um, come to you, Gary, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go to Kyle. One of the worst performances so far this season, the Brentford one, or did you think the Luton one was probably... Uh... No, I think it was the worst, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I never travelled in because it was on Sky, but I watched it and it was no good. No good at all. Kyle, really, really frustrating, isn't it? Because we know we can, and, and we've had the Charlton result, put it into context, was a good result at home against a site that's absolutely flying and came up with us. What is it? Because we always seem to... The performances were getting better and better and better. The, maybe the results didn't go our way, but definitely the last few performances were a lot better. And then we come up against the Brentford side, and it's like everything we've learned, everything we try and just... Out of the window. Yeah, I think you're thinking, you know, you go one nil up after a minute and you're like, oh, this this probably is our day to try and get three points, which we desperately need. We've not had one since opening day of season. It seems like a long, long time ago. Uh, and then, what, we, we played for 20 minutes in that first half and then we capitulated, really. We just went downhill. To defend like that, for Ollie Watkins to get three easy goals like that, you've got to ask your defence 
what's going on there, unfortunately for me. And like we said, we changed from that solid back four last season where we knew exactly what that back four were going to be. This season, it could be it could be anyone in each week because it's just it's it's not working for us at the back at the minute for me. Mm. Gary, is he still looking for his best back four? Do you think, or is it just a, is has he found them, but they're just not good enough? And he thinks the experience of playing week in week out will make them better players. I think he's found them, but it's the experience that they're lacking for me. Last year, it's a big gulf. You can see it that even the teams that were playing. And this the signings that are coming, it's a massive, massive gulf and I think it's experience. Whether they get they keep going and we, or we buy people in January, I'm not sure, but it's definitely experience, lacking experience for me. And it's it's a shame, isn't it, Chris? That um I know we're talking about Sunday, but quickly go into yesterday's match as well. It's the simple things we seem to be doing wrong. Yeah. I mean, for, for the keeper, if you if you look at one of the goals, Ollie Watkins' goal, a keeper that looks like, from where we were said, lets the ball go over because he thinks it's going out of play or whatever, for somebody to come behind and just head it in. You, it's a little bit... All, all teams that go to Oakwell must be thinking, well, they're going to gift us at least one, one or two because we did it against Leeds, we did it against Brentford, and we did it again last night. It's so frustrating from a fan's point of view. But imagine how it feels to be Daniel Stendhal at a minute in time. He's working week in, week out to try and better these players and polish them up to get them to championship standard. And on the ball, sometimes we do some wonderful things and we look like a championship team going forward. We've scored two last night, you know, two, two well, well-worked goals, effectively. A great delivery from Moat and the header from Alma. Uh, and then at the back, it just it's, it's calamitous at times. It's so frustrating because, like you said, we're doing all the simple, we're doing all the really complex things really well. The simple stuff. The thing is, we've got to learn from the mistakes. We have got talk about experience. We talked about this last night. Talk about experience. There's experience over a long period of time, and then there's experiences in what we're living in now. And you've got to learn from the now. And if we can't quite do that, and we're not putting his finger on it, we will just make the same mistakes again and again and again, and expect different results. <laughs> we've got we've got to learn. We've got to learn fast. We do. Um, in the press conference after Kyle, the uh, Brentford manager was asked if it was a tactic to exploit Barnsley. Sort of uh, was it our left hand side, wasn't it, to exploit that left hand side because that's where most of the goals are coming from. And his his um, his response was it wasn't something that we we necessarily exploited. But what we do know that if if you put the Barnsley back forward under pressure and you play high balls in, the communication's not there, and that's what we tried. But my players are clever enough to know that if it works once, it will work again. Hence, we got the three goals. I know we're not football players, but that's too easy, isn't it? Isn't that too easy? You might do it once, but then if it happens twice, did you expect for Stendhal to maybe make a change to make sure it didn't happen a third time? Well, you've got to be looking at that and asking questions. If it's happening once and then twice, three times is <laughs> its unbelievable. One time it shouldn't be happening. If it happens one time, it doesn't happen again next time, but it's happening. And we've got to look at, I think we've mentioned it quite a few times, Plan B, what's going to happen next? What Have we got a plan B at minute? And for me, I don't think we do. For, for the same thing to happen three times, and for a manager to say that, that they know how to exploit our weaknesses openly in a press conference, it, it's not good enough really, is it? Did he address that yesterday? I mean, one of the goals probably as right-back's fault for not tracking Matt. He were on stage with us yesterday at fan zone. Ben Williams started at left-back instead of Jordan Williams. John and Williams obviously had to move back over to his, his more natural position. So, do you think he addressed that last night, Kyle? I think, like like we said, backs. Well, he's changed it up again. Like we said last season, a solid back four. It's changed again for last night's game. Williams has come straight back in from suspension because he was suspended yeah, from Wigan, yeah. wasn't he? So maybe maybe he's changed that. Looking to hopefully find that solidated back four. I'll be honest with you, I'll put it on the line, but we'll talk about the Derby game later on. But I thought yesterday we were lucky. I think Derby got some really, really good chances and sort of fluffed it. Um, and I'm talking almost open goal, you know, playing it wide, headers. So I think we, we were sort of... No, I think I think we were extremely lucky because we, we're still doing the simple things wrong. And when you do that at the back, if you get 20 chances in a match, Gary, and as a striker you only put one away, people think, well, at least we got the goal. But if you make four mistakes at the back and they get punished... How do, what does Daniel Stendhal need to do as it is now? It's October. So unless there is free agents out there that he might want to bolster the squad, but we probably don't think that will happen, what can he do? What can, we, what can he do with these players? I think he's, he's just going to need to keep working on the training pitch. That's all you can do. It's, we can't go and sign anybody. 
we keep going back to this old head, old head. I don't know really. Who who is it out there that we could bring in to solid the back four up? It may just be somebody with experience on the training pitch, every day working with them. It may be a coach, whatever, I don't know. But we need to do something very quickly. Mm. Last then, uh, about Brentford, Chris. When you then leave the ground, Brentford, to me, was one of those matches where I think we can get, we can get something today. Yeah. And you then look at what we've done so far. So, you know, we're nine matches in. Do you start a fear? Or is there still a belief that actually, you know... It might be a bit of a slow start, but we'll we'll get better. We'll eliminate these mistakes and, and, and we'll do okay. We'll justify our position in this league, whether that's fourth from bottom or fifth from bottom, but we'll we'll stay here. I think, where do you I think after Sunday, you would have to be the most positive person in the United Kingdom <laughs> to not feel deflated because we, we, when losing to Brentford 3-1, you just felt, oh, well, just... Just, it just emptied, didn't it? And it, it was horrible. I think the, the issue with Brentford, I think, I think we all thought that that were a bit of a crescendo. We've got Brentford at home coming up. We've played well against Forest away. We haven't got what we deserve. We played well against Leeds for 70 minutes. Probably come unstuck by two set pieces. But if we play like that, we've got Brentford at home. So we can beat Brentford. And then that happens. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it took, I think it took a massive... It, took, it were a massive blow, I think, confidence-wise. Having said that... There's a few positives to take from, from Derby, isn't there? I think there is. I think the worrying thing for me from the Brentford, and I will finish that bit off and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play some Scottish music. Of course, Scottish music. I'll, I'll ask him what he wants in a minute. I think the problem was that Brentford play away. They could see the goal in the first minute, but they'll stick to the plan and they'll keep plugging away and they get the just mm. rewards. We scored in the first minute. We saw to keep doing. As soon as it's 1-1, we start faltering a bit. 2-1, and, and we... we, we Everything just went. I think formation completely. There were, there were gaps appearing all over the pitch. People yeah. not tracking back, and I think that is the worrying. If they were running the, 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 you know, running the legs off, and there were just better players against them, I ain't got a problem. But when somebody scores and one of your defenders is still in the other half, I'm thinking you can't have tried to make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think like Kyle mentioned the early goal and stuff earlier. You are not going to get a better chance to win at home going one 0 up after a minute. Like, uh, you're in such a good position, and yeah, maybe people did did drop off, and and, and maybe they didn't. Re- it happened again yesterday. We scored, and we just something to keep that momentum up. At I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if we're fragile. I know Gary mentioned experience on the team. Would that would that affect that confidence? There's so many if buts and maybe's, and so many variables that a minute are not pointing it right direction. We'll get to know Gary. Uh, we'll get to know Gary better in a little while. We'll also talk about what Daniel Stendhal said yesterday in the press conference about not having a voice on the pitch and, and people leading by example. But in the meantime, we'll play some music, Scottish music. Thank you. 
This is for the fans. The Vibe. And you're back on the Reds Report on The Vibe. It is about 20 minutes past five. You're listening to the Reds Report, talking with Gary Tadford about all things Barnsley. And an extra on the list is the performance yesterday against Derby. Um, we'll go around first. Kyle, have think about this. Performance-wise, zero, worst ever, ten, the best ever. Where are we at the moment, do you think? Probably about four. I think we do we do well going forward at times. We look like we said we do look like a solid at a championship club where we move move it around, especially at first fifteen minutes. But then you look at defensive stupid errors like that and you've got to think about a balance, you know, going forward and defence. If you defend bad you're gonna concede goals. If you go forward you create chances but you don't score goals, it's only gonna end one way. I think last night it won't it were a lot better than Brentford game. It can't have been no worse. Yeah, yeah. Um but again, we've just got to try and cut out them stupid errors. I think it's miscommunication, main error and downfall last night from what I could see. Um, but, you know, when you go 1-0 up 12 minutes in, you've got to kind of be getting some out of that game. We didn't end, but at the time it didn't look like it. So I probably it's, it's average. And if you're going to stay in the Championship, you've got to be getting points in a game like that. Gary, is average enough to stay in this division? No. Right. Definitely not. It's going on for what Kyle said there, I think it's... I was a bit harsh with a four, I would say maybe a six. <laughs> um, again, as, as Kyle said, it's going forward, great. Effort's all there, everything's there. I just think the gulf between League One and the Championship is massive. And we just... The players that we've got are just... I'm not saying they're not good enough, but they're, they're maybe not experienced enough to when they sit in the ball, to turn games like last night into a win. So I don't know. I, um, after the press conference yesterday, I went home and I got talking to this old fella at the uh, at the Mount. And um, I want to know your reaction. You went home and you got talking to somebody at Mount? Yeah, because that's where I parked my car. Oh, all right then, Carl. Well, I didn't know if you were staying out. Just to make clear. <laughs> um, and he said, Mount. last year, we were the, the, the champions of Formula 2. We were the absolute champions the way we played. But we've kept the same car and we're now competing with everybody in an F1 car. So mm. we're never going to win because they'll always be faster, they'll always be better, they'll always play better, they've got everything else. And then driving home, I thought, it's quite a good analogy, really, isn't it? Because I know we've got the same players, sorry, we've sorry, we brought all these players in, but none of them have ever played at this level, have they? And to allow them to make mistakes is great, maybe in a pre-season, or maybe in a Carabao Cup, but not in the matches where you're supposed to be picking your points up, Chris, are they? <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't make that many mistakes per game, can you? Regardless of, like, you're gonna have to create twenty five, thirty chances to overcome those mistakes. So as good as we have been going forward, we ain't gonna score five and six per game, are we? So we've got to cut them mistakes out, and it's just how. I know Gary mentioned like having that old head that might have that experience to just slow things down a bit and take the time and. We ain't got that, have we? We just, we just don't, the game just seemed to run away from us. And when we've got the opportunity to possibly go two 0 it doesn't seem to happen. There, we was a concede. Ed seemed to collapse, and then it's just, it's just the same old story, really. Um, telling fact, Gary, uh, Woodrow's goal, so the, the equaliser in effect, it's the first goal he scored inside the box for about four months. That says a lot, doesn't it, for a striker? That he sco- when he scores the Wildies, I mean, you know, the, the, mm. the, the goal again um, against Brentford, the opening goal, absolutely fantastic. But we're not getting much joy in the box. Is that is that um, an issue with the, the service? Or I think I think the service sometimes can be poor. Final balls, deliveries can be really poor. But again, it's, it's going forward. We seem it's, we're good going forward to the last third and then it just kind of seems yeah. to drop. We don't seem to create a lot of chances, whereas last year we were creating seven, eight, nine a game, easy. Last night was the same, wasn't it? Three or four good chances, maybe? Yeah, I've got I've got 13 shots and seven on target, but how far out there were, like you said, Carl, we've got to make chances in the box, haven't we? Or closer to the box, at least. I, you know, when a shot at goal that the keeper collects with one arm because it was... It's a you shot know, on target. Scoffed, it's, still, it's still a shot on, uh, on, on target, isn't it? Um, are we being too negative, Kyle? It's Derby. You know, Derby are a decent team in this division and, and we drew to all. So are we a bit, maybe a bit too gloomy? Well, like we said, Derby are a really good side. They reached playoff final last year. Mm. And they're not to be underestimated because of what's gone off in 
previous weeks. Although Ed, Ed Lights were on their club, don't affect. They've still got really good players, and they're a really good side, and they'll probably will be up there come end of season. And we've took them to end last like last, and we, that's what we've not seen sometimes in previous. We've gone to last last night, and we've got yeah. in end what what we deserve at least a point. So. It's a really good point. I mean, if you we said I was sat next to you. I said yeah. I'd have took a point before game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and we got that. So more than happy. And like we said, Derby are a really good side. Looks like an exciting manager that they've got, and and they should be up there this season. Gary, um, Chris mentioned earlier that we did learn from the the lessons from the Brentford match. I suppose keeping going till the ninety fourth minute because. Um, Especially, I think, around the time he brought the substitutions on, we seem to be re-energised, and especially Wilkes getting some joy down that side. Now, opinions even in the studio are very devised over Malik Wilkes, whether he's a decent player or, you know, he tries but he dives and everything else. There was a visible re-injection of energy when he came on yesterday, wasn't it? So, did, did we learn some lessons yesterday by continuing and getting something out of that match? Well, obviously, scoring the goal in the last 94th minute, the effort's always been there. They give 100%. So, yes, when he made the sub, I thought, I don't know, but as you say, there was like a bust. There was like another wind. We got another wind, and that's obviously the reason why we got the equaliser as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris, we asked him yesterday in the press conference yeah. if he was happy with the um, the, the impact that his, his subs had. And he said that previously when he's put subs on, they've sort of just been integrated and nothing really happens. But he changed his shape as well. And he says he went three at the back. To, he says, because that's all we really needed because mm. they took one of their strikers. Of which striker that came off? I'm looking at Kyle because he remembers he's young and he remembers. Was it Chris? Martin. Was it Chris Martin that had come yeah, off? Yeah. So they only played with one striker. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the first times that we've actually seen plan B. I mean, I'll be honest, I kept saying our plan B is try plan A and try harder. Well, certainly but yesterday, plan B that changed, worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yesterday putting Wilkes on, yeah. changing to a back three, seemed to put the impetus back on us and, and that's ultimately where the, the equaliser came from. It did, yeah, and it's, it's great to see he's not making changes that have actually affected the game. The ones at Brentford didn't really touch anything. Uh, the ones at Leeds didn't really change anything. And yeah, I think he was brave last night going to a back three with Halmer, Sibic, Williams. Uh, it, made, it made Barnsley look a lot. I don't know. Like you said, we, we took it to them, didn't we? We took a foothold of the game and it looked like we were... Well, we were conducting play the last 10 minutes. It almost felt inevitable that we were going to score, which was a weird feeling, wasn't it? I know we left the late. I think it was 94 minutes. But, yeah, I mean, I do feel like we have been quite negative. But I think there is a lot of positives to take from... I've written a list. Do you know my list? Listen, if you, if you took the trouble to make a list, you read your list. <laughs> I don't know. See, if you feel, <laughs> see if you agree with me, Kyle and yeah. Gary. I, I basically put the heads didn't go down. Yeah, we agree on that one. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, we, we've had it before where we've took lead, we've conceded, and, we, and we've collapsed. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, we kept going, pretty much the same vein. <laughs> <laughs> it's full made a list, but it's a six things all <laughs> Just written differently. Fullbacks, I thought fullbacks were much better yeah. than, uh, than yep. Brentford. I felt like Brentford got behind our fullbacks far too easily. And I, I don't know, what, what's your opinion of Ben Williams, Gary? Mm. <laughs> His jury's still out because I thought he I played with a lot of foot. Yeah, I, I just thought he played with a lot of heart, a lot of thunder yesterday. I, f- I felt like that's something we effort, missed. Effort again is always going to be there, 100% effort yeah. every time. Sometimes that rubs enough, off on other players, doesn't it? Yeah, it should do, but I don't know what's happening with it. Really. <laughs> I thought shape, the change in shape, which we mentioned, uh, I know that we played with like three central midfielders at one point. I know Sibbett were holding, and we had Moat and Barra who. Effectively, were playing everywhere, weren't they? I yeah. mean, the one at one point, Moat run twenty yards to slide tackle, and I mean, he, Kyle Moat's performance last night. Yeah, no, Moat had a, a fantastic game. I think he's needed that as well because, like we said, step up from League One to Championships, massive. He had that little stint with us, but then he went out on loan, mm. so he's still finding his feet. We've got to remember that. So I think a good performance for him last night will give him all confidence he needs. Just on that point, though, reflect that back on you, Moat, yeah. Bar the first half, I thought, ha-ha, he's, he's bringing something that we may be missing in that little back heel, making mm. the runs. For me personally, we went missing after 55 minutes. Can't oh, remember him. I know you're a big fan. No, I, I agree. I can't really recall <laughs> any, any big moment he was involved in the second half, but the, the first half in particular. He played a strange position. He played like a... And inside left, he played like an attacking midfielder to the left, and he didn't play a left wing. He weren't hugging the touchline, no. and Ben Williams were, were covering that ground down the left. Um, but yeah, he put, 
maybe that's a match fitness thing he's not played for a while maybe he just yeah he probably did run out of steam but we, we got the job done didn't we yeah. two well, more continue with the list and then we I'll scored two we scored two yeah. we're happy with the maximum this. amount in a game we've scored so is that the maximum we've scored yeah, this we've season yeah I had Charlton at home and, and this one wasn't yeah. it so we've scored two and the last one was set pieces I can't remember. Well, we we were in the fan zone with Dave Cooper. And, yeah. and Dave Cooper says, I can't remember the last time we scored. Oh, Lindsay. From, uh, it was Lindsay's header against Blackpool was the last time we scored from a set piece. And it was a good delivery because against Brentford, a corner, either it didn't clear the first man or it flew over towards the corner flag on the other side. And that's wasted opportunities, isn't it? The massive opportunities, especially when you're not making many, or you are making 16, but you're giving them two. We need yeah. to make some of them corners. And I think I think we did. Something else I want to talk about, because I personally I just don't get it, and that's this whole captaincy thing. When I matches in, we've had three different captains. What's that about? I was always under the opinion that your club captain is a player that's number one on the team sheet, he's got a good positive influence on the lads around him and blah, blah, blah. We've had Mowat as captain, we've had McGeehan as captain, and we've had Barra as captain. And Barra can be captain for two matches, and then the week after, he's not on the bench, he's not in the squad. Does that have any sort of influence, or is it just me making something, you know, mounting out of the molehill? Because I thought, so go back in those days when we had a Redfern, when we had a Horahan, when we had a Howard, when we had a Higney, those were, you know, surely your captain is it's, it's, it's the first one, well, Gary, it's, it's the first one. Why, why are we having different captains, do you think? And if it was your choice, who would be your captain? Um, I, I think it's because of the rotation of the squad that. That's the reason why we're getting different captains. I think it's got to be somebody like, for me, it's got to be a central midfielder with a bit of mouth that's going to put foot in the ball, take the take the young boys aside. I don't think we've got that person, and that's why the captain changes, because we, we, we don't seem to have a standout. No, we don't. We don't. Kyle, who would be your captain? I think, I think well, like you said, that vocal person at centre at Park. Mowat, I think, is more suitable... At club at the minute, I'd I'd go for I'd I'd stick with my work. I think Barry probably a bit too soon, and it might be that connection between him and Stendhal that got him captain role. So I, I think until Barry, because Barry's not even been there that long. Um, you know what I mean? I think he needs to know club a bit better. So at the minute, it'd be my work for me. I know that in Spain, Gary Neville wrote an article about it last week that they in Spain they have four and five captains in a team now. I don't know if that's a culture. It's a change, but they basically pick four leaders of the team, and they are the captains about the team. So I know we're talking about red ferns and stuff like that. I've chimed changed to a point where we don't just have one captain. I mean, I know we have got leaders as such, but what does a leader look like in this day and age? Is it is it a communicator? Is it a shouter? Is it a tactician? Is it somebody that is the manager's friends that can relay? Tactics and, and, and but, you know but, what, I mean? but, but what, you see, what does a leader look like? But I see if you look at Daniel Stendhal as a leader, which which he is, um, when he's talking to Jordan Williams, he's put his arms around him and he's pointing and he's sort of this 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 and he's making all these movements. When he's talking to Mowat, he's shouting from the top of his voice because he knows Mowat can probably take that. So I think a leader on the pitch is somebody that can do that shouting. Yes. My worry is that I don't hear any of our team shouting. We mentioned that, didn't he, in press conference? He mentioned the fact that the loudest person he can hear on the pitch, well, in the stadium, <laughs> is himself, <laughs> uh, which I think he, he finds that worrying. And mm. you know, it's something they mentioned they was working on this week. I don't know how you work on that because it's obviously something new. Right, um, probably shouldn't, but I want to do it anyway. Uh, the whole debacle that you spoke about, Kyle, with this, uh, this incident with these Derby uh, players obviously uh, late on an evening. Now, it's not a call till the 15th of October. They asked Philip Coco yesterday in a press conference, and I just want a yes or no answer. If you were the manager of Barnsley, and this would have happened to some Barnsley players, would they be included in your matchday squad before they go to court, yes or no? No. Gary? No. No. It's really interesting. What Coco said yesterday was, they're here to play, and they're here now, they start paying back. It's too easy to say you're not going to play, because... That keeps coming in, isn't it? And I thought it was quite a sort of like a brave, um, a brave decision. Right, it's uh, it's time soon to uh, get to know Gary Tatford. I hope you got your questions ready, Chris. Yes, I've got a big list. I Very like good. A list. Um, he didn't like Deacon Blue. Let's see what he thinks of this one.
Quarter to six on a Thursday afternoon. You're listening to the vibe. This is the Reds Report. I know uh, on Twitter we normally get Johnny saying, I like that song and that song, so we're stabbed ahead this time. And Johnny, that was for you. Lewis Capelli, who I've just learned, is from Scotland as well. Um, and, and not, <laughs> a, not a, as a, let's say, typical Scottish name, but Gary Tedford in the studio. Gary, how are we doing? Good to meet you, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not boring you yet, are we? No, no. There's only 17 minutes to go, and then we'll let you go. Um, I know you've told it many times before. But it is just one of the best stories that I've had. So I'm here because I married a girl from Barnsley. I love football. Somebody took me to a match one day, and I just got hooked, and I kept going. Before we go into what are your ties with Barnsley? Have you got family here? No. Um, have you ever lived here? No. Have you ever worked here? No. So how come you're a Barnsley fan? When I was 15 at school, my geography teacher... Years and years ago, we used to play for Palace in the 60s, 70s. He wasn't a big player, he only played a couple of reserve games. And he was talking about, as you do about football, the last couple of weeks where you watch videos, do whatever. And it just started from there. I says, I don't, I, I don't want to follow a, back then, a Leeds or a Wednesday were good, Man City, Chelsea were League One, League Two. I says, I don't want to, I don't want, I want to see the highs and lows and go to like, as many stadiums. So he just got my map it, dropped Scotland over the desk and said, go, dropped a pin. Bang. There would be outside Barnsley, I dropped it on. He said to me, Barnsley? <laughs> says, where's Barnsley? You've been in Yorkshire? I went, where's Yorkshire? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is red, brilliant. See the rest of history in it? And that was... And I've... Um, That's unbelievable. I've, I've known Gary for quite a few years now. I've seen you at matches. And you, you've almost become sort of like... I won't say celebrity, but Z-lister. lots of people know of you because obviously we've got lots of fan groups. Um, you know, you've got the Courthouse Reds, you've got Manx Reds, East Dean Reds, Hoyland Reds, Penister Reds, Courthouse Reds, and the Addersley Reds. And then you start, you sort of started your own little bit up there. And I've seen on, you've now got some more Barnsley fans sort of living in the there's, in Bonnie Scotland. There's a, there is quite a few. Um, there's a couple of young young lads. I don't know how they're going to do it right enough, but the, they're from Aberdeen. And they messaged me saying like. We travel, and I was like, "Well, you'll need to do it on a weekend." And they're only seventeen, and I was like, "You need to get your mum to come and look for me." <laughs> um, I ain't taking you to no pool when you're seventeen unless I've got. But I don't know how they're going to do that on a day trip because it's it will be hard. They won't be able to do it. And then you've got Ian and Dundee, you've got the Andy Tinker and White Inch, which is only five minutes from me, and his two kids. If you notice Andy on Twitter, I always write when I'm at the match with his kids. I always write you Scottish Reds. Well, Andy's from Barnsley and married a Scottish girl, so yeah, that's why he always writes you Glasgow Reds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a few. There is a few. And I suppose this is what is so good about Barnsley as a as a well as a club, I suppose, that these sort of stories just makes it, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You were I mean everybody at the club, I can't fault people like yourself. When I started coming down years ago I've made loads of friends. I, I, when you said I've, you've got family here, well, I have got family now because there's that many people that do. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's nice. Yeah, it, the club's been fantastic. Even even some of the ex-players, you know what I mean, like, have been good. So yeah, I can't fault. I, I just love the places, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is, isn't it? And it, it becomes like a healthy addiction almost, doesn't it? And, like, I look... That's really sad. I always look at something I can look forward to. So summer is horrible because there's no football. So you think, oh, maybe the weekend because I don't have to work. But now it's like, because I don't make away matches because of obviously kids and everything else at home. So my home matches are. So like last week I thought, right, we've got a Sunday match. It's, it's my birthday on the, on, the, on the Wednesday we play. Then I've got the radio like today. I'm off tomorrow and then Sunday, Saturday I fly on holiday. It's, it's your countdown, don't you? How many matches do you make? Because see, I, I go in the car 
on a bad day, Gary, I'll be honest with you, it can take 12 minutes. It can. If traffic's bad on the road, it can take me 12 minutes to get to work well. What about for you? Because what, a trains, planes and automobiles? or? But believe it or not, I, I, I've done it before. And you, you know Paul Steeples well. Yeah. Cracking story about him a few years ago. We were at Leighton Orient on a Tuesday night. Tuesday or Wednesday night, oh, and it was not an This is when I just met Paul. So I, I was sitting next to him, and we exchanged numbers and stuff. We were talking away. Well, I had to get out to go back to Heathrow to get the last flight home. <laughs> so he texted me saying, did you go home okay? So I sent him a photograph with, with my, coffee, my Barnsley coffee cup. And he wrote back, well, you, you, I can't tell you what he wrote back. <laughs> um, so he sent one back saying there were like three, they were still stuck in the motorway three hours away. And he's like, I, I can't believe you've left football to fly home. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, bus and all that. Anyway, I can get there, I'll get there if I can. Um, I missed, I've missed a few of the last couple of weeks, obviously, as you know, because my father-in-law passed away, so I had to be back home for that. Mm. But last season, I try and do the away games as my thing, because believe it or not, I can get from Glasgow to London on one train quicker than I can get from Glasgow to Barnsley. Yeah. yeah. So, like, London, Birmingham, all like, oh, the ones are actually easier than getting to Barnsley. If you know what I mean, you don't need to change trains. So I think last season I'd done eight, eight last year at home and 12 away. Wow. Well, the year before, I, I, that was me. I, I normally do more than that. It just depends when the fixtures and the championship games are no help and going to Friday nights, going yeah, to Sundays. Uh, you know what I mean? So, so if it goes to, like, matches on Sunday, I would have to go on the mega bus at half nine at night. Gets me to Willie Edge at half three, then Roy will pick me up or somebody will pick me up for a Sunday match. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> you mentioned dropping the pin. Are you very glad that you didn't pick the pin up and, and do it again? <laughs> it's like us Barnes, like, um, I'll pick it up and drop it again, sir. Well, or... I think if it had been somewhere just further than the motorway, I would have dropped again. But <laughs> it's, it's honestly been the best thing I've ever done. You mentioned iron laws, so outside the most obvious iron laws that we can all probably name, what's, what's your highest and what's your lowest? I put you on spot there, sorry. Did it actually highest highest is obviously promotion like yep. Wembley, JPT stuff, um lowest altering away. Really? I was there. Believe it or not, I, I, I were back to Manchester and got Megabus home. I think I only dried off when I hit Scotland. I'm not. I'm, I'm, it was uncovered, wasn't it? We were uncovered behind the goal, absolutely banging it down. I went with I don't know if my son or my daughter went, and it was the the worst. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it always tends to be that, like this season so far. Carlisle is probably the you know example of how 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 bad it is. Mm. And a huge respect. And I don't want to sound really silly, but obviously you've, you've got family home, you've got a little in at home. Yeah. Because I nipped to the match, and my wife says yesterday, what time we back? Said be about half ten, quarter to eleven. When I be to press conference, ah, yeah, coffee will be on. Because I just go in the car. But for you, it's a car, then a mega bus, and then what train or does it? Uh, it just depends. Because like, obviously, young ones and my girlfriend there in Paris, and it's Disneyland. That's why I'm doing June midweek. Um, weekends, if I do a day trip on Saturday, I do the train because it's cheaper. But the train prices midweek are just horrendous. Ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, I know that when we get a bad result, the journey home always seems three times longer, you know, like on away days and stuff like that. You really don't need it to feel three times longer, do you? What's the best journey that you've had in terms of on your way home and you remember going, I'm right glad I made that journey, that what? Believe it or not, you're probably going to laugh, but wigging away in the JPT. Right. There's a pin trophy when we, we were winning penalties. That was one of the best journeys home ever. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know because it was a mega bus for Manchester home. Yeah. But the, the journey just it felt good. It was a good day. Obviously, the, the, for me that was like it's just you put me on the spot. But that was like one of the best journeys. I don't. I don't, I don't know <laughs> why. It's always one that sticks in my head. Yeah. I mean, like, but other ones in the train. Well, that's probably why when I go on the train, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't stick in your head very well. I don't really remember the journey. <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk a little bit more together, and we'll preview the next match for the Reds, which is the last one before the international break, and that's of course uh, Preston away on Saturday, coming up against a couple of ex-Reds. So get ready, Kyle, because this is your department. What's their strengths, their weaknesses? What will be the full-time result? I'm missing. 
comes from door, but nobody's in, and nobody's home to fall. So you're sitting there with nothing to do, talking about Robert Riker and his mother crew. And where you gonna go, and where you gonna sleep tonight? And you're singing the song, singing this is the life. And you wake up in the morning, and you have this just the stars. Where you gonna go, where you gonna go, and where you gonna sleep tonight? And you're singing the song, singing this is the life. And you wake up in the morning, and you have this just the stars. Can you possibly sing over Amy McDonald? I would join it in. Unbelievable. She can't get stuff these days. This is for the fans. The Vibe. You're listening to The Vibe. This is the Reds Report. Unless, of course, you're listening to the podcast, and then it's not The Vibe. This is the uh, Reds Report podcast on audio. Boom. My favourite McDonald. No, no, my third favourite McDonald. Amy McDonald. What, before Ronald? Ronald McDonald's <laughs> my second favourite, and obviously Angus McDonald is my first. Oh, oh I see what you did there. Yeah. I tell you, too much time on his hands. Oh, what about McDonald? Him that had a farm, old McDonald. <laughs> so maybe, maybe she's my fourth favourite McDonald. Could somebody just get the first aid? Kyle, um, <laughs> Preston, in the top six uh, at the moment. You said earlier on, while the music was playing, always, always one of those teams that, you know, the there or thereabouts, and sometimes maybe... Um, What's the danger for us? Besides imploding ourselves and making these silly mistakes, who would you have to watch out for from um, a Preston point of view? Paul Gallagher, I think we mentioned earlier, he's he's always been there. He's been there a few years now, and he's always a danger. Um, he's knocking on a bit now, but like we talk about experience, he's got that experience. Uh, ben Pearson at centre at Park, I think he's, I think he got criticised for his discipline recently, though, didn't he, uh, Ben Pearson? Yeah, um, he likes a tackle, doesn't he? He does love a good tackle. 75 on FIFA. <laughs> he's a gold card he's on FIFA. He's a gold FIFA. card, wow. Um, I think Sean Maguire up front, he's, they've done wonders to, to pick him. It's a bit like Barnsley, pick him out an OEM, develop him. Mm. And I think this could be a season to show how far he can go and probably get that big, bigger move. Uh, they are a good side, like we said, they're in and out around it every season. they they got playoffs. They didn't get playoffs. They, they missed out on goal difference, wasn't it, when we yeah. got relegated to Derby. Yeah. So they are a good side, and, and this season they could probably push on, and Alex Neal is a, is a good manager. And he's Scottish, Gary. And he's an ex-Red. <laughs> he is, huh? He's still going to lose, though, isn't he? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be tight. It'll be tight. It was one of the matches where, as we were just saying off here, when music was on, I don't remember the last time we went there and got battled. I think last time I went, I think it was one one. I think Brad Potts scored first. Yeah, let's hope he don't do that on Saturday. Yeah. Just looking, Chris, because obviously, um, let me just change the screen. If you look at um, the table at the moment, so Stoke are at the bottom, and then it's Barnsley, Huddersfield, Reading. You look at the fixtures for Saturday. So Reading are away at Bristol, which is you know not an easy one. Huddersfield host Hull City at home. Obviously, Barnsley are away at Preston, and Stoke City are away at Swansea. Now, there is no easy matches, and no. obviously, you know, you need to be at your best for everyone. There is an opportunity, I suppose, for Barnsley, if we can perform, to try and climb out of that bottom three, isn't it? Because we now need to be looking at Huddersfield, who are just above us on goal difference, and then 
uh, Reading to try and climb out of there because the longer you stay in there, you know yourself, once it gets to October, November, then it gets around Christmas, once you're in that area, it's very hard to get out. Unless you're Barnsley in 2016 and you're bottom and you, and you go up. Well, we might have that again. You, you just never know, do you? No. A, I, think, <laughs> I think when you look at the table and, and you're in that position, it's hard to not feel negative or to start panicking or worrying or start thinking, oh, what, what are we doing wrong? Can we change it? And I'm not convinced as much, like, like Gary said, I was not convinced as much that nothing can change at minute in time other than working on the training. Obviously, international break's coming up. So if we were to win on Saturday, if we were to somehow find all the pieces of the puzzle with the, the quick, good start, some decent defending like against Fulham, the good set pieces, if we were to pull off a victory, what, what a massive boost that would be going into international break. Is it, oh, Gary, would you rather have won yesterday and then have another match to keep momentum going than winning a match and then having a week and a half off before the squad meets oh, again and you play again? Oh, yeah, 100%. You want the momentum to keep going, do you know what I mean? So, a win's a win, don't get me wrong. Three but, points yeah. is three points at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I would do that. Kyle, given the fact that um, Kenny Dougal is sort of come back to the under-23s, uh, wasn't involved yesterday, but Stendhal said he he could possibly be involved for Saturday. What lineup would you go for? Because we, we've talked about mistakes that have been made. We know Diaby's probably still a little bit away from first team action, but Dougal could possibly come back if that's a player you want to utilise. I suppose back four is the main one. What what, what can you do, and who who would you play? Um, I'd probably play back four what we played last night. I think that worked all right. I think Sibic, I well, he's preferred in that sort of holding midfield area which I think he were a lot better than right back and it's not his fault because right back's not really his position I think we've found his position now um, I, I'd probably start Wilkes I'd probably bring him back into starting 11 and I'd, I'd probably have Thomas back in as well I think Barry, I'd probably drop Barry I don't think he created enough um, and I'd definitely stick with that front two. I, I like a good front too I don't want Woodrow up on his, on his own I think Woodrow and uh, Chaplin uh, for me, so I'd go for a four-four-two formation. Gary, who's been your outstanding player so far this season? <coughs> I know results have not been great, but there's been individual flashes of brilliance, it's maybe by some. It's going to be drawing it really. How and stand out from everybody else? Just with obviously the, his effort in the midfield. I don't think he's going to be that leader, but he, he is the one that stands out at the moment. Woodrow's Woodrow, just Woodrow. He's just different gravy. The boy, like the goals they, they scored a couple of weeks ago, was pedigree, just, isn't it? Just be, if we get somebody up top to support him or give him a hand, mm. he'll, he'll be a good player. Mm. I thought I did that yeah, last night. I, I, don't, I generally believe that we got bodies up there along, alongside him. I know I can't mention 4 4 2, but didn't feel like a solid 4 4 2. I thought Barra and Chaplin were quite fluid, and I felt like they were near to Woodrow at times, which previously has looked isolated, hasn't he? Has, he's been, he has been telling his rock off at times, hasn't he? Uh, so I don't know, yeah. So. We have to go around, Chris, and start with you yeah. because what's I, the score going to be? I think Tim. I think he'll pick Tim team. Apart from if Diaby's fit, I can't see how we can play Mads Anderson. I thought Mads Anderson didn't play very well last night. I think it's probably his worst game in a Barnsley shirt. So I'd like to see Diaby back. I, I, well, he said didn't he? He don't think Diaby will be back. Okay, but. But we will keep that solid back for them. Like we've said, we'll try and play at the same side. But because that's a problem, isn't it? Because when Jordan Williams struggling, he still gets a game. Because the only way you're going to get better yeah. is in the game situation is by keep playing them, isn't it? I felt like Jordan Williams were much more comfortable at right-hand side. No, I agree with that. On when mm. uh, than they were previous game at left-back. And I think it's probably unfair him to play at left-back. I mean, we didn't know how far Danny Pineos is away. But for me, Ben Williams, obviously, is a natural side, left-sided player. So... To me, Williams and Williams will play again, hmm. and we'll try and keep that back four same. And what's the result going to be? <sighs> I think Barnsley will win. I'm just sticking with that two one to Barnsley. Yeah, I think we will. And is it still Mads Anderson flying at a ninety? No, because like you've been saying for weeks. No, <laughs> no. I think uh, I think we'll get two goals in the first half. Which we've not really put at times. We've scored forty-five first. minutes back to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> back yeah, <of> us. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can. I think we can do it. But I'm I'm the forever positive red. Gary, so. how do you see you going? One each. Which would be a good result, wouldn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, Chris. Two one be fantastic. But actually, going away and getting something because the last away performance. Am I right here? Forest away. Yeah. 
63% possession and losing out on silly mistakes and doing stupid things. If we could cut that out, we've proven that actually going away, dare I say we play a little bit better as well. We feel a little bit less pressure, doesn't it? If we play like we did at Forest, Gary, we'll win, surely. Well, we should have won it for us, we didn't. Kyle, right. <laughs> 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 score. You're right. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Gary. I'm, I'm going one each. I think 1-1. One, one. And I'd take that first away goal. It's, we just want a goal to see away from home, I think. Not scored so far. I think to score and get a result at, at Deepdale would be a good result. I'll take it. Definitely. Well, Gary, uh, end of the show. I know you're going off to the um, the wedding reception um, for the uh, the East Dean team, or couple as they are now. So give everybody our love up there and have a really, really good evening. Safe journey back to Bunny, Scotland. It's yeah, probably fun. raining anyway, isn't it, over there? Yeah. Um, and Thanks we'll for coming, Gary. Nice to meet you. No, yeah. Thanks for having us, Les. Thank you. Next time you're in town, come again. Yeah, I'm not here next week. I'm off to the Canaries for a week. So next week, we've got Chris, we've got Kyle and Pete Selwood. So until then... Oh, we'll have a much better week next week, Kyle. <laughs> Listen, I will I'm be as kidding. I will have as well, because I'll be out of beat. <laughs> um, if you're going to Preston, enjoy yourself on Saturday. And uh, we'll be back you, next uh, week, Thursday, 5 o'clock. Are you taking your Barnsley towel to uh, on your holiday? The Dutch people wear clogs, of course. I This is for the fans. The vibe. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on demand destination for the UK's best fan led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network. <laughs>